Before we start this week's show, I'd like to remind you that The Brazilian Report is funded by subscriptions and support from loyal readers. Besides subscribing to our website and getting exclusive daily content on Brazil and Latin America, you can also treat our staff to one to five cups of coffee a month. And in return, you get exclusive benefits like special newsletters, behind the scenes content, as well as a shout out here on our podcast. And today, I want to thank our Buy Me A Coffee members, John Thomas III, Louise Renz, Erwin Menais, Orlando Black, Steve Knapp, Aaron Berger, James Coney, Kars Vriesvik, Alistair Townsend, Peter Abramson, Michael Fryer, Miller Renacido, Jim Awofa Deju, David Dixon, Felipe Saito, Jose Ozi Stankovic, Gabriela Greff Innes, Emerging Market Muser, Yardin Iftach, Tonica Thompson, Anderson Da Silva, Kat Kramer, Fra, Peter Suffren, Anna Lund, and someone who chose to remain anonymous. If you also believe in the importance of independent journalism, and if you want to hear your name on our podcast, head over to buymeacoffee.com slash Brazilian report and subscribe to one of the membership tiers. And if you can't make a monthly commitment, you can still tip us a cup of coffee every now and then to give us the energy we need to cover a country as complex as Brazil and a region as complex as Latin America. And we appreciate all your support. So click on buymeacoffee.com slash Brazilian report to find out more. Shortly after the violent January 8th riots in Brasilia, which saw pro-Bolsonaro radicals storming government buildings and demanding a military coup, Brazil's federal police searched the home of former Justice Minister Ernesto Torres, and they found the draft of a presidential decree that would put the top electoral court under a, quote, state of defence, end quote, and allow the far-right former President Bolsonaro to launch a coup d'etat. Then, last week, a pro-Bolsonaro senator told a prominent Brazilian magazine that Bolsonaro had tried to recruit him as part of a plot to wiretap head electoral justice Alexandre de Moraes. The idea, which the judge himself described as a fool's errand, was to secretly record Justice Moraes in the hope that he would say something that would raise suspicion about last October's electoral results. Taken together, the two events provide evidence of a coup plot at the heart of the Bolsonaro government. But bombastic revelations from the Brazilian report this week have added new elements to this conspiracy. My name's Ewan Marshall, Deputy Editor of the Brazilian Report, and this is Explaining Brazil. This Monday morning, in an article signed by Amanda Algi, Gustavo Ribeiro, myself and Anna Ferraz, the Brazilian report revealed that a notorious hacker attempted to hack the cell phone of head electoral judge Alexandre de Moraes, and that the same hacker affirmed that he works for Congresswoman Carla Zambelli, one of Bolsonaro's most loyal allies. The full story is available paywall-free in English and Portuguese on our website Brazilian.report, so be sure to check it out. So this week, we're going to talk about what we found out, how we found it, and what it all means. 
Tá, então a matéria é isso, né? O Walter Delgatti encomendando um hack contra o Alexandre de Moraes. Perfeito, é, é verdade. Back in November last year, shortly after Lola had won the presidential election, the Brazilian report's Amanda Algi received a direct message on Twitter that was odd, to say the least. It read, quote, I'm a hacker and a con man. While doing my jobs, I met a guy who I ended up working with. We became friends and he revealed his identity to me. This guy, the source claimed, was Walter Delgacci Neto, infamous for his role in the Operation Car Wash leaks. Back in 2019, he hacked the Telegram accounts of former judge Sergio Moro and prosecutor Deltan Dallagnol and revealed that the judge was in cahoots with the anti-corruption probes prosecution team and the leaks were part of the reason for the Supreme Court to declare Mr Moro biased in his rulings against now president Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva. So our source told us that they had evidence that Walter Delgacci was now working for Jair Bolsonaro and far-right congresswoman Carla Zambelli, and that he had solicited help to try and hack Supreme Court Justice Alexandre de Moraes. The plan was to unearth dirt on the judge, to discredit him, and potentially produce grounds that could annul last year's presidential election and allow Bolsonaro to remain in power. So how were they going to do it? The source said that Delgacci sought the services of a, quote, SIM swapper, which is typically an employee of a major cell phone carrier. The scam would be to supplant Justice Moraes' SIM card with a clone registered to the same number. If successful, the hacker would be able to access the victim's phone records, messages, files and apps without ever having to physically touch Justice Moraes' phone. And along with this information, the source sent us a series of voice messages that they had received Allegedly from Delgatti. Eu não sou burro, né? Eu sei, <risos> sei como funciona, mas a ideia é subir e eu pegar um e-mail dele. Aí, tipo, tem um pessoal que vai pagar aqui por trás, eu, eu consigo te dar aí uns 10k. Fácil, isso fácil. Só que eu não vou poder te mandar, eu, eu não vou poder te mandar por, por Pix, tá? Vai ter que ser por Bitcoin. Mas é que mais cai na hora, é, é, só, é só baixar aí o, a Binance. In one, he claims that the SIM swap would pay 10,000 reais in cash or Bitcoin from the, quote, people behind the operation. But at that point, we at the Brazilian Report hit a brick wall. The screenshots of Telegram conversations we received were not in Walter Delgatti's name, using an alias, and although we noticed an uncanny similarity between the audio messages received and Delgatti's voice, there was no way we could prove it was him. What's more, our source went silent, deleting their Telegram account and disappearing for months. But then, shortly after Senator Marcos Doval revealed that Bolsonaro had tried to recruit him to wiretap Alexandre de Moraes, our source miraculously reappeared. We received another series of screenshots of conversations that our source claimed to have with Delgacci under a new Telegram account. And then, Walter Delgacci himself got in touch with the Brazilian report looking to arrange a time to speak. The following day, we held six voice and video calls with Walter Delgacci via WhatsApp. We also exchanged messages with him via Telegram, where he used the exact same profile that appeared in our source's screenshots, the first confirmation that we were onto something. And during our conversation with Delgacci, we played him the voice recordings in an attempt to confirm their authenticity, which he was happy to do. Ah, uh, That's my voice, he said. And reporter Amanda Algi tried to double-check if Delgacci was aware of what he had just admitted to, 
and she asked him, Quote, so the story is, Walter Delgacci commissioned the hacking of Supreme Court Justice Alexandre Dumouriez, and without hesitation, Delgacci acquiesced. Quote, perfect, it's the truth. End quote. Walter Delgacci is currently on parole, having been arrested in Operation Spoofing in 2019, accused of hacking the phones of some 200 public figures. Released from jail, he has to abide by a number of restrictions. For instance, he is banned from using the internet. And Delgacci used to be a hero for some of the Brazilian left because the car wash leaks were a massive factor in the Supreme Court ruling that Judge Sergio Moro was biased in his conviction of Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva. But after his arrest, the hacker felt abandoned by those who once sang his praises, and he started cozying up to the far right instead. Delgacci had a two-hour meeting with Jair Bolsonaro at the presidential residence in August of last year, an encounter that was allegedly set up by far-right congresswoman Carla Zambelli, one of the most loyal Bolsonarista politicians in activity. Zambelli told the press at the time that the meeting was to find weaknesses in Brazil's electronic ballot boxes, part of former President Bolsonaro's oft-repeated conspiracy theory that the country's electoral system is rigged. However, according to Veja magazine, the president asked Walter Delgacci to take the blame for an illegal wiretapping of Justice Alexandre de Moraes, which had allegedly already been carried out. The circumstances of this wiretapping and whether it actually took place remain unclear. But what we do know is that Walter Delgacci also intended to hack Justice Moraes' cell phone at that time. And during our conversations with the hacker, we asked whether there was any connection between his ties with Carla Zambelli and the hacking attempt, or whether it was all just one big coincidence. He replied that the hack was his idea, despite the messages to our source saying that he knew, quote, people willing to pay, end quote, for access to Justice Moraes' phone. But with regards to Carla Zambelli, Delgatti was emphatic about his relationship with her. The following audio message is in Portuguese, but we'll explain its context. The first voice you hear is that of our reporter, Amanda Algi. Você trabalhava com a Carla Zambelli, né? Então, tipo, isso não tem nada, nada a ver, só foi uma grande coincidência. Eu entendi o começo. Você, você, você trabalhava? Com a Carla Zambelli. Não, eu, eu trabalho ainda com ela. <laughs> When asked if he used to work for Carla Zambelli, Delgacci said that he still works for the congresswoman, administering her website and social media accounts. He speaks of an under-the-table contract which has him earning 6,000 reais a month from the politician paid out of her own pocket, keeping it off her parliamentary books. We asked Carla Zambelli about this revelation and she replied that she has never employed Walter Delgacci. After we informed her that the hacker spoke of the existence of a contract between the two, she altered her response. Quote, I don't have any relationship with Walter with regards to trying to wiretap Alexandre Gimoraes. End quote. We also scheduled two face-to-face -face interviews with Walter Delgacci, but he didn't show up to either. Two days before the article was published, he tried to change his story, saying that the Telegram audio messages were from May or June 2019, before he had been arrested in Operation Spoofing and prohibited from using the internet. However, in one of the recordings, Delgacci mentions the Brazilian central bank's instant payment system PIX, which was only launched in November 2020. Since hacking hundreds of authorities in 2019, Delgacci has been banned from using the internet by a court order. He has no interest in admitting to the things he admitted to. 
His words bring a new piece to the picture of a wide strategy enacted by the far right in the waning moments of the Bolsonaro government to try and push courts into a corner, often through illegal means. Once again, the full article is available to read for free without a paywall in both English and Portuguese at Brazilian.report. Please do check it out. And if you like Explaining Brazil, please give us a five-star rating wherever you get your podcasts. It takes only a second and it will help us reach a broader audience. Or better yet, sign up for The Brazilian Report, the journalistic engine behind this podcast. We have a subscription-based business model and your memberships fuel our journalism and keep us going and growing. And thanks to our subscribers, we've been able to cover Brazil and Latin America extensively. And for our work, we've been shortlisted for two entries in the Online Journalism Awards, which are decided by the ONA, the Online News Association. So in order to keep doing that work, we need your support. So go to brazilian.report slash subscribe. I'm Ewan Marshall. Thanks for listening. Explaining Brazil will be back next week.